How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. And free agency is almost upon us. The tag season is here. It has come and gone. Buddy, I want to be tagged. You want to be tagged? These guys are making bank. They don't like it, a lot of them. I don't understand why. And we'll talk about who got tagged and who didn't. Uh, This NFL offseason is going to be crazy. Uh, The cut, remember we had an episode couple or a week ago where we talked about the cuts that were about to happen yes. we've seen a lot of those yes. maybe to talk about a lot uh, some of those key cuts and some of the guys that didn't get tagged they're not free agents are they going to get the bag in free agents it's the list of lists man there's some talent to be had there is and nobody we, has any money but there's right. some talent to be had and that is a uh, that's something we talked about and that could be an issue for this upcoming season yep. also college basketball tourneys are in full swing tickets have been punched to the big dance how many hours of college football, uh, basketball have you watched in the last week? Well, let's just say spring break is is starts you know this you know week and over the weekend and next week, but it was really like a two week spring break. Like this week was was spring break and next week is as well. How many hours of college basketball have you a watched? A lot, a lot of a lot of hours. It's it's been a lot of twelve to twelve days on nice. the couch. It has nice, and uh, we're also uh, we have a, a really good friend and and family member that up in Maryland that support a really good cause that we're going to talk about a little bit later and how you can do brackets with them. So we'll uh, we'll give you the news on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Let's run it. Let's get to our news and rumors in sports. But quick before that, uh, we haven't. I feel like we haven't done this in a while, but it is it is time for one-minute golf session. Yeah! It's time for Noel's one-minute golf session. You have one minute, and your timing is now for, what is it, the, the Players' Championship? The pl- yeah, year? it's like basically the, the, the fifth major, mm. you know? Uh, at the always impressive TPC Sawgrass in Pontra Vedra of Jacksonville, Florida. Right. If you guys have never played this course... Make it a mission, okay? It's like four or five hundred dollars now to play it. You have to get a, a a four caddy to go with you. It is breathtaking. the The signature seventeenth hole, which is an island green, is that I played, the island one. Yep, I played it. I played that course twice. Both times, I have put it on the green and parred the hole. Mm-hmm. It is my it's my it's my biggest moment in golf is that I've parred that hole twice. Um, today was the first day. Today was the first day. Sergio Garcia on top of the leaderboard at minus seven. Mm. You know who did not have a good day? Who did not? Rory McIlroy. Mm. He uh, he went plus seven. That's... He's 14 strokes back after day one. That's like me numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a bad day. But uh, all, a couple of the really good players are up there. You know, DeChambeau is only a couple strokes back. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just going to be an awesome tournament. I think it's like 50, 49 of the top 50 players are playing it. It's, it, it's going to be a great weekend. The weather is going to be great. Definitely tune in. All right. Well, that is... Uh, that's Thanks, one, buddy. That's I got my one, one minute, minute golf. golf. Yeah. Let's get on to some real stuff. Let's talk <laughs> about uh, some college basketball 
uh, the tournaments we talked we previewed a little bit uh we, we previewed them a little bit yep. back on on tuesday's episode now we're kind of in full swing on the big on the big dog tournaments we're uh, like we're, halfway through yeah yeah we, we've started the first one or two rounds uh wednesday thursday now friday is where you know friday saturday sunday time for the championships time to, to crown some winners and, and punch some tickets here where you so, want to start I don't know, a lot of a lot of what i've been watching uh pack 12 Pac-12 and and Big Ten. That's what I've been watching, and Big 12. That's the main three I've been watching. The Pac-12, actually, surprisingly, if we'll just start here, it's been interesting. Um, Oregon absolutely destroyed Arizona State today after I thought Arizona State was actually doing pretty good in their first round. Um, And then UCLA and and Oregon State battled it out as we speak, but I really like like Oregon and how they're playing. They're 19-5. And twenty and five now. Yeah, twenty and five now. They're not even ranked, and they're you know the number one seed in the Pac twelve. So, I don't know. That's pretty, it's pretty good to me. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of Oregon, but you know, USC is a better. I think USC is better. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean they're they're twenty fourth in the country, but you know overall, I mean USC has been on a roll. Yeah, they're a very good team, and and they destroyed Oregon a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know th- this team is is. Good all the way up and down. Evan I mean, Mobley is a very good player. Very. He's, he's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft probably upcoming this season. Yeah. But, but well, the, it's nice when you're seven feet tall it you is. Know, and you yeah, can do nice. everything. But yeah. another the, the other conferences we watch, the Big Ten, it started out with Maryland-Michigan State. And Michigan State, you know, Tom Ezzo and March, the whole thing. And they were got creamed by Maryland. And Maryland <laughs> is not that good of a team. I never liked Michigan State as a team, but then they continue to prove me wrong and beating these good teams. And then they lose to Maryland, who I don't think is a good team either. So Michigan, Michigan State's, State's got to be out, right? Yeah, they're officially done now. Yeah. Uh, also, you have Michigan State losing, and then you have Kentucky losing, finishing off a 9-16 and season. They lose to Mississippi State in the SEC tournament. So that means Kentucky and Michigan State go out, and then to round it out, Duke gets their game uh, canceled after a, a walk-on. One of their walk-ons tested positive. And after they beat Louisville, mm-hmm. and actually looked good doing it, yep. and probably would have given Florida State everything they could handle mm-hmm. today, and they get bumped out of the tournament due to one non-player, or bar- barely a player, yeah. getting COVID. Duke's had Sucks. a rough year. Sucks to suck, but you know they're good every year. So I guess after took... 35 years, you're allowed yeah, one, they one took, stinker. They took a break. <laughs> But uh, the, the probably the best game on on Thursday was Oklahoma State West Virginia it was the first game of the day eleven thirty time uh, that it started. I mean it was a great game and I I cannot jump off this Oklahoma State underdogs versus these ranked teams and then I always roll with the best player on the court and that's in college basketball it's a really big thing. There's a lot of great teams, mm-hmm. but when you have the no doubt. The unanimous number one overall pick in the NBA next year. Do you think it's unanimous? I think it's pretty close. The way he's been playing. Cade Cunningham? Yeah. Cade Cunningham, it you go when it is a team like, you know, West Virginia's they're okay. I didn't they're not fantastic. They're an okay team. Oklahoma State is also an okay team. They just happen to have the best player in college basketball on their team. And that's why that that he really he he actually didn't play his best game. He had a lot of turnovers. Could, he was terrible he, in the first half. He couldn't score. But late in the game, tie game at sixty seven, tie game at sixty five. They're gonna pull out 90 percent of their wins because he takes over and he can drive to the hoop. He can get to the foul line. He doesn't miss free throws. 
So I really like Oklahoma State. Them winning this game, uh, they're 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 going to go pretty far in this in the not only this tournament but the NCAA tournament. I think they they can get to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. I'm I'm still not a hundred percent convinced that he's the number one draft pick next year. I still think there's several other guys that right are now. Be there's nothing that tells me other, well, otherwise. Well, you'll see in this tournament two or three players that just right, you know, I'm sure. elevate their game. But and, right, right now, when you look at you know the NBA, the Detroit the Detroit Pistons, uh, the other bad teams, the uh, the the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, these guys could use a six eight point guard. Look at what Lamelo. Look at what Lame, he. That's my closest comparison is Lamelo Ball. Like mm-hmm. the build, the six eight, the six nine point guard. And and they not only do they kind of look the same, but they they kind of play the same. They both have a outside shot, but not a consistent outside shot. They mm-hmm. both can get to the rim. They're they have very they're they're good ball handlers, but they also are really good rebounders at for you know a point guard. So look, Lamelo Ball is is dominating right now as a rookie. He's going to win Rookie of the Year, and I think that teams are going to see that from from Cade Cunningham and and I think he goes number one but I think there's so many I mean Luca Garza he could blow up in no, this tournament no yeah he could but um, he's not going number one he's not a, an, an NBA player yes he is Corey Kispert I mean, they, don't, they don't even have him going in the first round in some drafts what right now. yeah that's impossible you got several seven footers coming <laughs> out that are really athletic Mo- Mobley's gonna be second or third I'm telling you on USC oh, but insane. but anyway I uh, I also we watched Miami almost pull out their third win in three days. Uh, Georgia Tech won. That was good because I t- took Georgia Tech you to did. win. You're, you're a big they Georgia g- Tech they fan. They gave me they gave me a little scare. But just another thing in the Big East tournament, the in until until Seton Hall won today over St. John's, the underdogs mm-hmm. were I believe I think it's four zero. It might be five and zero, but four and zero in the first four games of the tournament. The underdogs were 4-0, including Georgetown's win over Villanova, over Villanova today. Who, who is falling apart rapidly. Yeah, they lost um, Colin Gillespie, I believe his name is. I think it's Gillespie. This team's just not... They weren't... I've watched like two, three Villanova games. They weren't very good with him. Yeah, Colin Gillespie. They're not very... They're. I mean, they're worse without him. Nowhere. They're not They're not a very good team. They no. don't have a lot the, of The fact scoring. that ranked 14 still is, is a misnomer. This this, this team is going to be probably a six yeah. seed in the... Six, maybe... Six or seven seed, probably. Agreed. And this is going to be one of those where it's like the 10 seed or the 11 seed is, is going to be like the favorite, probably, in the, in the <laughs> tournament. That, that's going to be one of those games. You, you know who's a very underrated team in the Big East that you got to keep an eye out for in this tournament? Yeah. Is Creighton. Yeah, yeah. They, they this team is they, they they put up like eighty points a game, eighty five points a game. They were second in the Big East behind Villanova, yep. and you know they've got a, a a really balanced scoring group. You know, um, I think there's like seven players on the team that scored double figures. Like they they're, they're a solid team. I, I'm I'm gonna have Creighton going a little bit three sixteen area. Well, I am just excited for three days. Of n- more nonstop basketball from twelve to twelve, and then selection Sunday eleven to twelve, actually maybe, and then we have on Tuesday we will have our full, yeah, one hundred percent dedicated the entire show to to picking the matchups, final fours, championships, who who's gonna win it all, and then my bracket just, versus your bracket. Yeah, I'm just happy it's March. That's all. Buzzer beaters galore. Yep. Great games. I'm seeing a lot of comp similar games. It, it's either 
it's either the the game's just close overall, goes to the final minute, one team pulls away, and it's a lot of upsets. It's a lot of the lower seeded team getting out to a big lead, and then it's like, oh well, the you know the better you know the the one seed, the two seed, whoever's losing, they'll come back, and then they mm-hmm. just they're not because the other team is just playing a lot harder and better, and it's just a common theme I'm seeing in a lot of these games. So something to. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the best time of year. I mean, look, Virginia Tech almost lost to Syracuse. Yeah. The, the coach's kid, Buddy Beheim, went off for like 30 points. Yeah, and they he almost, is, he's ridiculous. Yeah, so that, this is the fun time of year. You, you, yep. you root for the Cinderella's, and you hope for upsets, and you hope for buzzer beaters, and, and you just sit there, and you sit on the couch, and you're really happy. Yeah. It is uh, is that is that time of year, yeah. and that it's the best time of year. I love it. So that is, that's pretty much all we can update right now on the tournament. Uh, obviously, on, on Tuesday, we'll have that full bracket for the actual tournament yep. on Tuesday. But let's talk about the the NFL. Let's switch to the NFL in our, our last story today. It's just a short episode of some news. Let's get to the, the free agencies upcoming. So let's talk about the, uh, the, the franchise tag. The franchise tag deadline was Tuesday at 4 o'clock. And a lot were used, and a lot weren't used. And let's just let, let's go over the ones that were used. The Bucks used theirs uh, on on Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin had to. Yeah, they they had to because they signed Quan Alexander, re-signed him to a deal, and then they used it on Chris Godwin. That leaves Shaquille Barrett as the outlier. And, Le- and Levante David. It'll be interesting to see if they could sign him too. Yeah, so Shaquille Barrett's probably out of there. He's going to demand so much money. They used it on Godwin. It's probably the right choice. Keep him there. Uh, it'd be really, it'd probably be a lot to, it, it would have been more detrimental to that offense probably to lose him than Barrett, even though they're both and they're very only, good players. And it's only $16 million on the tag, which, yeah. you know, for a, a top receiver. 10 wide receiver is not bad. Yeah. Uh, the Jets using a Marcus May. We, we've we talked about Marcus May. Love him. He is probably the best defensive player on the Jets. When we talked about the Jets during the season, we talked about how their defense is second best. Quinn and Williams is their best defensive well, okay. player. We we talked about the Jets when we when we did we said that their defense wasn't bad and he was he's one of those players that it's why they're not bad like he is a he's a very good safety in the league and they had to use it on him they have so much money I I can't believe they didn't get a deal done with him because right. they have a lot of money that they could just but could you imagine him. if they lost you know Jamal Adams before and yeah, then lose and Marcus then May. May I mean you lost probably the two best it. safeties in the league in consecutive years yeah the Panthers used it on their their tackle Taylor Moten honestly um, didn't even know who he is. Heard the name, I just... Okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys had to put it on Dak Prescott. Uh, he got his deal. We, uh, we we did that, we covered that on Tuesday. But they had to place it on Prescott because there is a, basically a no-tag clause in his contract, which means basically this would be the second time they put the, the franchise tag on him. Now the third time, the money is astronomical where it wouldn't make any sense. And now he quote-unquote, can't be tagged again once the four-year contract is up. Yeah. So that's just on there for that. Allen Robinson. I was shocked. Bears. I was shocked. Why, why were you shocked? So I, I was it, shocked. The shocked by the fact that they offered it or shocked by the fact if he, like, signs it? Because they weren't just going to let him go in free agent. It's not like he he has actually never – it's so funny. All these rumors, you know, when you hear we, – we've all the rumors where it's like, this guy might get traded. This guy wants out. Allen Robinson has never came out and said he doesn't want to play for the Bears. He doesn't want this. Allen Robinson just wants a quarterback that can throw him the ball <laughs> and a contract. And I think this just keeps him in another year. He's going to sign it. I mean, eighteen million on the tag. I I don't see. But how he's twenty seven coming up. You know, having already won ACL surgery. 
I would have thought he would have been bitching and moaning to get out until he got some deal somewhere. Yeah. But or or gotten the Bears to come up with a better deal, and and they might still sign him to a long term deal. Yeah. But I just I didn't see it as a surprise that they offered it. They had to give it to you. you I, I, I was like, I was I thought that they were gonna maybe they still think that they have a chance, which I guess maybe they still think they're gonna get Deshaun Watson or someone else in a trade. Well, that there is you know rumors. That the Russell will they could be offering a lot for Russell Wilson, but we'll see with the Bears. They got to do something. They don't have a quarterback right now, it's crazy. so they got to they're gonna have to move for someone. Uh, the Jaguars they tied Cam Robinson their tackle. He's been solid ever since he's come into the league. Uh, Brandon Sheriff, one of the best guards in the league. The second time he's been second straight year by the Washington Football Team. But they're paying him fifteen million on the tag. Yeah, right. Like. I mean, no, actually, wait. I think last year was fifty. I think this year's eighteen. Eighteen million on the tag for a guard. For a guard, Obviously sign they have the, the dude. Then sign him to a to a three four year deal. Yeah, he's twenty nine. He's been. Free. He's probably a top five guard. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. And then here, this one doesn't make any sense to me either. The Broncos mm-hmm. did Justin Simmons again. Yeah, this I, is the second straight year I, this, for Justin Simmons as well. There's no way this is going to hold up. Like if these guys don't agree on extension, I will. I will die of shock. Yeah, he, I, I think they gotta. I mean, I mean, they gotta agree to a deal. This guy has has been really good for two straight years. I don't. They don't have an excuse not to sign him. And you're not say. paying your safety fourteen million dollars on a one year deal, and then have him walk next year. There's yeah. no way. So I, I think they'll they'll reach a deal. Uh, the the two more, Leonard Williams, the defensive line for the Giants. His when, second when straight year. Yeah, that's two straight years. These guys can't agree to any contracts. Nineteen point three million dollars for Leonard Williams. And I like Leonard Williams. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, he's good. But man, that's a lot of money for a defensive guard or defensive <laughs> yeah. uh, interior lineman. It's uh, look, he is good. Like, there's no, there's no denying. He's probably the be- he's the best player on that uh, on that defensive line. They they traded for him from the Jets. They they got him pretty cheap, and they they said that they were going to resign him, and it's two years that they haven't. Uh, the next one, Marcus Williams of the New Orleans Saints, a guy that I wanted the Cowboys to actually look at because hmm. I. He has been. He is, you know, infamously known as the guy who let the the Minneapolis miracle happen when he jumped, undercut the route for uh, for Stefan Diggs. Yep. So, I, I I think he's rebounded after that. That was years ago, and now he's actually been. He started all sixty games in four, in four seasons in New Orleans, and he's been a you know a, a solid pass coverage safety. Now he's making ten million with the tag. So it's something where the again the Saints we've talked about their cap situation mm-hmm. it's not very good so they use a tag on their safety I, I didn't think it would happen I I didn't think that they would tag him because of the cap situation I thought he would have been one of many they cut Emmanuel Sanders so I didn't think this would happen they do uh, tag him though for uh, for ten million this season crazy but let's move on to actually probably the more notable players that didn't get the tag are probably like more notable than the guys who did get the tag. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the Packers. I said that this would happen probably a year ago with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, uh, they did not tag him, the Packers. And this was this was inevitable because in the second round of the NFL draft last year, the Packers, for some reason, decided to go with A.J. Dillon out of Boston College in the second round after they drafted a quarterback. And, so, it, and it took them 14 weeks to put him on the field, basically. Correct. So you're, you're going to tell me that you draft a with your second round pick a running back and then you're going to re-sign Aaron Jones to a big deal and then you're just going to have him be your backup that's not really how it works and I see them getting a lot of hate for this but it's so funny how like the 
the social media and the NFL fans, they're all like, how do you not sign Aaron Jones? He's your best, you know, he's a great playmaker. Then everyone goes back to the, oh, well, Zeke and McCaffrey, and you don't pay running backs and all that. So what is what is the what is the right decision? Do you pay Aaron Jones or did you you just drafted AJ Dillon? Is he Aaron Jones? No, he's not. And he you know, he, he definitely can be. He he was good for the, the really three good. games we saw him, but you know Look, he's a solid back. He's not gonna be the, the threat that Aaron Jones probably was. He he definitely could be. Look, at Boston College he was a beast. He was like second in the country in running. The guy is his legs are the size of my entire body. Right. You know, I mean he is a no, load. That's that and is he can, his... and he can catch just like Aaron Jones can out of the backfield. And you still have Jamal uh, Williams. That that is his uh his whole thing with the with the big legs and the quads, right? That's his comparison with Saquon Barkley. That yep. was his whole thing coming out of college. I I think that they probably made the right decision here by not spending a lot of money on Jones. They, he's probably going to get 15, 14 million in free agency. Not signing one. I'd love to see Aaron Jones go to the Jets. To the yeah, I but I did you know that was one of the rumors. I'd love to see that, but they just paid Le'Veon Bell, you know, two years ago. Do they want to waste another big money on a running back? I don't see them doing that. So. I, and again, I don't think Aaron Jones is c- going to command huge money. Like, I don't think the free agency market for running backs is going to garner 14, 15 million a year long-term deals. Like, I think he's going to have to take like like 12. Yeah. Well, the thing with a lot of these guys is that the, there's not like a specific team. Like, they're... This is going to be a wide market where I think we see a lot of surprise signings. Like today, for God's sakes, we saw Mark Ingram sign with the Texans. Like the washed Mark Ingram. The guy couldn't get on the field. Couldn't get on the field. And now you sign him to the Texans for $3 million, where you already have David Johnson, who you just re-signed to like a $5 million deal. Yeah. But he's going to be the backup. Why? I'd, ra- I'd rather... I'd rather get an undrafted free agent than it's I'm paying eight hundred thousand. It's Houston. I hate when, this organization. When, when was the last time they made a good decision? I can't do it. I I, I don't understand this this. All right, the what, thought process that goes through this. Organization. Would you? All right, the other running back that didn't get tagged was Chris Carson yeah. on Seattle. I saw this one coming because Carson has been good, but he's just can't stay on the field. Can't stay on the field, and he's never taken that. He's never taken that step to being an elite running back. No yep. one's ever considered him elite running, but he's never been in the Jones, the Zeeks, the Christian McCaffrey's. He's never yep. been there. He's been in the tier below that. Yep. But again, not staying on the field, whatever. I think actually the injury injuries this past season might have been like more severe than are being told because I think that's another reason that he wasn't. He's not going to get well. a big contract. I don't think he will. Nope. And this is a running back I could see signing with the Jets, a one-year $5 million deal, a right. one-year four, like a, a easy one-year deal for a team that needs a running back that could draft a rookie to, to back him up. Yep. Aaron Jones, on the other hand, even though he'll get a could, better, he'll get you a could be right with that he doesn't get the 15-16, he's going to get more money than, you know, he's going to be up there in the, the top eight running backs. Yep. Uh, Kenny Galladay was a huge one as well. Dude. Did not get tagged by the Lions. I don't he know is, what the Lions are so, doing. Well, here's the thing, all right? Same problem, okay? Kenny Galladay, healthy, is a top seven wide receiver in the league. He's this he's guy up, yeah, cannot 10. stay on the field. Yeah. And he, so yeah, he, will you pay trouble. him $18 million a year for a guy who has unlimited talent yeah. and can't stay healthy? I don't under, I, I don't understand. what What is it where – is it something where – because I know they there was – all the rumors throughout the last couple of months that they were trying to get a contract. They offered him a lot of money, and Galladay 
you know, wanted more. He probably wanted to be the top paid wide receiver, and the Lions weren't willing to do that. Honestly, don't you think he just wanted out? I don't think that because I actually think he wanted to stay. Again, he he had like Allen Robinson never said he wanted to you know, wanted to leave. I'm not saying that, he was out there saying anything, but don't you think as a Detroit Lion right now you'd be like, get me the heck out of here? No, no, because I think that he was he was it, he wouldn't have done that if he wasn't you know he was negotiating a contract. No, he didn't. They never got one, but he was trying to negotiate to be a high high paid wide receiver and and stay with the Lions. Here's what I don't understand: Was it unless it was something where Kenny, will you are you going to sign this? And he said, No, I won't sign the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. So don't even bother offering it to me. Then I don't, then obviously you'd have to understand. But I don't understand. Why wouldn't you offer him to keep a wide receiver? Now you're going to lose him. You're going to lose Mar- Marvin Jones. Amendola's probably gone because I don't see a reason to bring him back. So think- now you've just lost your top three wide receiver. Like, what is the what's okay, the plan for, here? First of all, there's going to be so many wide receivers in free agency. Right. They could go get Emmanuel Sanders no, in two seconds. That's fine. And but- there is a ton. And when I mean a ton, a ton of talent coming in this draft. At the wide receiver position again. That's that's fine if you want to if you want to draft one. It's it's one thing when you lose. It's, Why it's, you? it's one thing when you lose your top wide receiver, but if you lose your top three and your top three are really they're pretty good, like an okay. above yeah. average wide receiver core. And now okay. you're gonna bring Amendola is at towards the end of his career. Marvin Jones is a slot was... receiver who's you know will give you three great games a season. I, and Kenny was Galladay was year. amazing when he was on the field. They all three can be replaced. Well, I think the Lions, they're obviously their, you know, mindset is rebuild time. So let's yeah. not spend our money now and let's just draft. How about the two big tight ends who didn't get picked up? Two big tight ends. One that surprised me the most, Hunter Henry. Yes, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, I am too. Because Hunter Henry, is is he had a very quiet season last year. Hunt, uh, him and, and Herbert seemed to connect really good. I thought so. That offense was revitalized from Philip Rivers to Justin Herbert. Yep. And I don't understand why they couldn't give him a, the the franchise tag that was like I think like 10 million, 11 million, like nothing crazy, but for a guy who caught 60 passes for 600 yards and four touchdowns. Right. I I, I can't believe that you couldn't come up with a deal. Yeah, it's 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 different than the other tight end, Jonu Smith, where he had a very good start to the season and then kind of just disappeared at the end. And got replaced by Anthony Ferkser, who we saw step in as the probably the number one tight end. So I see that because he faded. You can have a replacement. On LA, they don't have a replacement as of now for tight end. Yep. Um, I thought that I think he's a very key piece, and they're losing a very key piece on that offense. So we'll see how they replace him. I can, they- I'll tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. I guarantee, and I will put a hundred million dollars on it. Both will be picked up very early on if Reed. Very early on, I think they're both outstanding players. I think Henry, the the mo- the biggest connection uh, for him has been the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Belichick has been, I believe they're they might be friends. I'm not sure, but he's a total Patriots kind of guy. Yeah, you can see I think it. he could go there. They need a tight end, and Johnu Smith's a guy. Going to end up on Washington. Washington. Oh, you see Washington. I do. I I I see him as a guy that goes to like an Eagles or a. Uh, or a Giants, yeah, like to replace like a Zach. All right, Ertz. so he comes to the NFC. Is that we'll I, I, I do. I think he's going to be in the NFC. Great, fantastic. <laughs> uh, the last person let's talk about Shaquille Griffin, cornerback. Uh, yep. UCF out of UCF, Seattle Seahawks. Here, here's the one thing we talked about him when we previewed previewed some free agents a couple weeks ago. He is going to probably get 
more money than people think. Oh, the cornerback, agreed. the cornerback mark, uh, market in free agency is very thin. Yep. He is the best one, and it's a stretch. And if Shaquille, I'm not saying Shaquille Griffin's bad, but he's not an elite corner. He's not bad. He's just kind of in that. He's a good. I think he's a solid number two. I don't think he's a number one corner yet. I I don't. I think he is a solid number two. He's probably the best number, one of the best number twos you can get. But he's gonna get cornerback number one elite money and i wouldn't be surprised yep. i know it's the cap is is tough right now i would not be surprised if he gets a one-year two-year deal that gets makes him the highest paid corner in the league i would not be surprised that's not gonna happen i think that teams are gonna overpay because the position so it is so um it's so thin in free agent in free agency and he's coming off a good season he is coming off a good season his probably his best yet and a, te- a team is going to overpay that needs a cornerback like Maybe the Dallas Cowboys. It all depends. Wait, wait. so in the one game that Dak, you know, went balls out and it was Shaquille Griffin who got toasted all game long in that game. You think he's going to end up on the Cowboys? I'm I'm saying teams that need, that massively need cornerback help. We're talking about the Cowboys. We're talking about maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars. But this guy's going to— Maybe the Jets that really need corner help. He's going to get $10, $11 million a year, and the Cowboys are not going to pay him $10, $11 million a year. I'm I'm not—I was just—look, the Cowboys are probably not because of their cap situation, but teams like the Jets and the Jaguars at half cap are going to overpay for him, give him a two, three, maybe just a one-year deal, and I guarantee you he—I'm not saying he gets there. He will be in that top five, top three— cornerbacks on an average per year uh getting paid this year yeah well he'd, I, I he'd, he he'd have to be at like 16 million per year mm-hmm. in order to become the number one guy and that ain't happening he's gonna get close you'll be surprised i'm telling I, you i it, i will be shocked it's not like i feel like so many other years well now you have you know with cuts recently you, have, you know malcolm butler got cut he he is gonna slide in there he's gonna be a, a cheaper option because yep. he's you know older in age but what about guys like earl thomas and and eric Cherry and Eric Berry. Eric Berry and what happened to Earl Thomas? I I I don't know if he'll play ever in the in the league again. He he hit that he hit his teammate and then was banished and then he had like there was just no word from him. Like what happened to him? I just I just at thirty two years really old, how, how not, can he not can't get play? on a on a uh, a team? I think it's insane. I think so, it's crazy. You know? Yeah, he gets cut. Emmanuel Sanders gets cut from the Saints. Um, a guy I love Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, he's. He's getting up there. He's gonna go to a team and get a one year deal. He's gonna go oh, yeah. to a, you know, he's gonna go to some team like the Rams and get a one year deal and and be a be a number three, number two option on a on a, on a contender and get some one year cheap deal. Yeah, a guy I like a lot that the Rams released John Johnson. Yeah, they uh, they released him or, I really like the dude. He is he's been a very good safety. I suggest the Cowboys go look go look for a safety. We need one. I don't. I really don't want to rely on the draft because I think there's so many more. It's not a great safety draft. It's an okay one, but I think when you address corner at at number ten, then if you already have a safety, you can address so many more. Um, you can address so many other positions later in the draft. So and go sign a safety. Get an NFL experience one because we've never had a safety like ever. I get it. So go sign can, one. Can, can I throw a few names out there that are just mind boggling? Yeah, we had two. We had two yesterday. The two tackles of the Chiefs. The two cornerstone tackles yeah. of Eric the Chiefs. Eric Fisher and, Mitchell, and Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz. What the heck? Yeah, they they both released. They save a mass amount of money. But you that's, know, that's insane. They were over the cap, obviously. But 
I mean, oh, this is what, we, again, are we gonna this see is what any, happens when you sign a quarterback for $50 million. <laughs> so are we going to see... Are we going to see the Super Bowl happen every single game? Like, are the Chiefs doomed next year? It is a deep tackle draft. They could get a solid tackle and then maybe sign another one. But They pick 32nd. But it's not like it's not like you're just releasing two tackles. Like, Mitchell Schwartz, an all-pro. Yep. And Eric Fisher, a former number one overall pick. They never got to all-pro, but pro bowl. Like, very solid left tackle. Great guy. Yeah. And now, actually, a crazy stat I heard. Since Eric Fisher was then released... Every number one overall pick since 2016 is no longer with their original team. That's some is bad that the, picking. That's that's insane. Some bad that's picking. Inc- it's incredible when you look at the list. Janoris but, Jenkins got cut by the Saints. Yeah, he's you know old older player that's going to get a, a cheapy deal to be a third second corner. Yeah. I saw that the Cowboys released uh, Alawali, the yeah, fullback. I didn't realize he was still on the team. Yeah, Riley Reef, the Vikings, another so- like a solid top. Pro Bowl tackle. They saved eleven million dollars by that, cutting them. Yeah, that's the thing with these with these offensive linemen. Like these these offensive linemen that are just starting to hit their you know their primes and top offensive linemen. They sign deals when like the guaranteed money four or three years ago is not was wasn't as you know talked about to be a a you know it had to be something that was talked about in contracts three four years ago as they are today. Yep. So especially an offensive lineman where their their injuries are higher than other positions. They uh, they're not as you know they're they're easily more easily replaceable than say a, a wide you know a, just, a, a quarterback. Just and go a, to a Iowa, corner. get another six right. foot four, three hundred pound. Lineman. So I think that when these when these contracts you know these on and the, with these guys on the last two one year two year their uh, deal, the it's the guaranteed money anymore. the gar- the guarantee money is is not even close to uh to to anything that it was in the beginning of the contract so that's why these these players are getting released and they're saving so much uh the titans also released kenny vaccaro he's been a staple like these are we're not talking about scrubs here no these are are starters we're talking about all pros pro bowlers solid starters that you know these guys are are quan alexander from the saints this is you know, a couple years ago, a top five like linebacker in the league. Like yeah. we are not talking about scrubs. Yeah. This is cut season, like we've never seen it before. It's gonna be madness. This, but, this but he next, had the torn Achilles, year. so I mean that right, that, yeah, one, yeah. that one makes a little bit more a, sense. A little sense, but we're still talking dude, about good dude, players. I I just I'm just I'm flabbergasted by some of them. You know. Yeah. Um. Oh, and you know I didn't see today, and it, I, here you go. Yeah. But the Buccaneers did re-sign Levante David to a two-year yeah, deal. There you today. go. He's off the table. Yep. But yeah, we and then the Vikings released our old uh, kicker, Dan Bailey. Oh, Dan! I I, money, I saw Mr. that. Money. Remember when Dan Bailey was the greatest kicker not, in the history of the NFL? It's not even a. It's not even like a. It's not joking around. Like he was the greatest kicker in the in NFL history. We nicknamed him Money. Yep. And then he's he he missed he a few, and he could never get his head. Cliff. He couldn't get his head right in and just ever again. So yeah, so in the days to come, we're gonna see a lot more. We're, we're gonna, gonna see a bunch. We're gonna see people that are just shocking. I saw the Cowboys today re- restructured like three, you know, uh, players' contracts yeah. and are saving Restru- like eighteen million. Restructuring is gonna, you know, be a big thing because the teams need cap and they're gonna do whatever they need to get cap. So. Yeah. Well, when you lose eighteen million dollars on the cap, you got to find some room. All right. So craziness is just gonna be going on. It's gonna be an NFL off season like no other, and uh, I'm just hoping that. That quality guys like these guys can find teams and don't, you know, don't have to 
either exit. sit <laughs> sit out the season or because they it's not worth their you know time to play on a one year contract that doesn't, doesn't give them any money that they would normally be getting. So yeah. I hope that that's it. It comes that that teams are are still going to pay players around what we normally see, even though I don't think that's going to happen. But I hope. Yeah. So I look forward to uh, three days of knowing exactly where you'll be. Yep. You'll be on the couch. Yes. And uh, you'll be getting your brackets all ready. Yeah, the, the brackets will be, I, I, I might even be, not not like bored, but I might have some free time in between some some games this weekend where I might start filling out my own bracket. Like Joe Lenardi, like might be <laughs> might be filling out my own my own bracket by like starting who I'm seeding at what areas. You know, it, it, it's nice to know that I'm, I, I'm, I'm seeing an education blossom with yes. you. Yeah. That, that you are really, Look, you know. I think that they, when I go to college, I might like talk to the board or something to add a major that's like bracketology. I think that oh. should be a form of science. How do you think Joe Lenardi got his job? I like it. Did he not go to school for for bracketology? I, it I, sounds, I don't it, think so. does it not sound legit? If you didn't know what like college basketball and, and what it was, does bracketology not sound like it's a legit science? It totally does. It does. I think we should go there. We should study the rankings and the, and the uh, the how teams are, are are quad one wins. I think we should do it. I would I would love it. All right. And then finally, just like we, we teased at the beginning, um, our we have uh, some great cousins who live up in Maryland do some awesome work with a foundation called Leveling uh, the Playing Field (LPF). Yes. Uh, they actually are an organization that goes out and gets sports equipment for uh, you know def- different donations from people to then give to the underprivileged so that they can have the opportunity to play you know what we think is the most important thing team sports mm-hmm. and so they are running a bracket for charity uh, it is at uh, leveling the playing field and you it's, it's like eighteen dollars a bracket and it's a chance to win five hundred bucks uh, but all of the extra money goes towards helping children get back on the field this spring playing uh, sports so it's a uh, a project and, and a and a foundation that we really believe in, and we, we love. I, I worked with them as well yep. when I was uh, a little while ago. Yep. So it, it's something that that we love. It's something that our our family loves. So definitely go check that out and and, and get and, back to the. And AJ is going to post it on his uh, on his Instagram as well. The, the link. So yes. take a look for that. Yep. And just another reason to get get excited. For March Madness, it is. I'm telling you, it's such a different feel this year. I've never, I've never done this where I'm so into March Madness before it's even started because we didn't have it last year. I cried. I'm not ashamed. I cried on 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 my couch when I sat there and it said the NCAA tournament was canceled. I shed a tear. I'm not ashamed. I'm a grown. I'm I'm a grown man, and I am. I was tearing up because March Madness was canceled, but not this year. Not this year. So I am. I am using all the energy that I saved up for a year and putting it into this one. Is that fair? It is fair. And I think that we are, are I think all of this knowledge will come in handy for our preview show on Monday. Yes, it will. That's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends and your family if you enjoyed. Follow me on all socials. On Especially on TikTok, I'm posting daily sports content as well as answering all your fantasy football questions. If you leave me a comment on any of my videos, I'll make a video responding to it. Uh, get me to 1,000 followers. We're almost there by football season. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at the Sports Appeal Podcast. My TikTok handle is Sports Appeal AJ. My Instagram is the Sports Appeal Podcast. 
Follow me on all those. You can also listen to any other episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search up The Sports Appeal. Also, you can go to my homepage, anchor.fm slash AJ-Teal to get to all the external links 